Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Mary Alice Anacarico and Meredith Harper. In this segment, we speak with Henry Ford Health System CIO and CISO about what they find to be the biggest challenges from a cybersecurity perspective, the significant gap that exists in talent and how they're working to close it, and why it's critical that all IT and security leaders are in lockstep when it comes to developing the right strategy. From your perspective, Meredith, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges on your plate? I mean, is it just the fact that there are so many different uh, types of of threats out there, or Mm -hmm. what would you say is is really the the toughest thing that you deal with? I think the threats are really not the one thing that kind of keeps us up at night, if you will, because we're always going to have an ever-changing threat environment. We're forever going to have new vectors that are going to be exploited. So those are not the things that really concern me. But I think what we really struggle with at times is with an organization our size, we can create um, policy and process. We can have um, programs in place, but sometimes operationalizing some of the things that we know have to happen can be challenging because we are a very complex organization. It would be different if we were just one standalone hospital with with no real connections to anyone else, but that's not the case um, with Henry Ford. So really trying to get our processes refined enough and tested out enough, because that's the other piece, is that even when we look at something as simple as incident response, and I know everyone has done these incident response plans, um, and we put them on paper, and they look really nice and wonderful, but when the incident is happening, do we really go back to those plans and really follow them appropriately, and do we test them out? Because just having the plan on paper without the testing of the plan to be able to refine it, it doesn't really help you. So I think that we are all challenged with that. Specifically for Henry Ford, I know we are. I think the other part is our challenge is always in the threat sharing and the intelligence. I think that we have tried to create some very strong relationships with organizations, other police authorities like the Michigan State Police or the FBI or the Secret Service, which we've worked with in the past. But I think that getting some of that advanced knowledge from those organizations when they see anomalies happening in other industries that are very similar to ours. So typically when we see things happening in the educational environment, um, at the university level, things of that nature, um, normally healthcare is the next industry that's going to experience that wave of anomalies. So if we had better information about what's going on in other um, industries, we could also prepare ourselves a little bit better. So that intelligence, communication, that advanced intelligence is something that we struggle with as well. Because some of this information is classified, and unless we are holding security clearances with um, that particular agency, um, we can't always get access to that information. So we're kind of um, at a disadvantage a little bit when it comes to that. But I, I would also state at the same time that Meredith, as humble as she is, is a part of so many of those networks and is credentialed in having access to information that many other organizations don't have access to. So that does two things. That helps us, but it also helps her versatility in helping create the the boot camp environments to help other organizations move some of their agendas forward in realizing that there are alignment and associations outside of their own space that they need to reach out and uh, establish relationships with. And I had seen that Meredith was, was recognized um, by the PHI Protection Network Conference for, for work in this space. And what did having that kind of recognition mean to, to you and, and to the organization? Well, I think it does a couple of things. I think it communicates and demonstrates to our 
customer base, our clients, our patients, our guests, that Henry Ford is taking this serious. This is serious for us. And we not only want to be um, a part of the industry, we want to be innovators in the industry. We want to be the forerunners in the industry. And I think that we've attempted to do that and have been really successful in um, trying something new and seeing how it works. And it works perfectly. And it it does a, a good service to the organization. So I think it shows outwardly that we are interested. For me personally, it supports what my core beliefs are. Uh, Again, what I stated before, why I get up every day and do the work that I do. I'm committed to people, and I'm I'm really connected to the people, whether those people are patients, whether those people are staff members, whether those people are are senior leadership or are doctors, and I, I work very hard to be able to make sure that they are seeing the value in what we're doing and having a level of comfort that someone is keeping their eyes and their ears um, on this for the organization. So it was a a great humbling honor. I'm a little shy when it comes to accolades and things of that nature, but but it was, it was a very humbling honor, and I, I love to do the work with the PHI Protection Network, and it's been really a great experience over the years. I actually spoke at their first conference when Rick Cam first put that group together, and so to see where we are now versus where we were several years ago is, is really amazing. So it was, it was a, a great honor. And one other area I wanted to be sure that, that we touched on was the talent and expertise in this field, um, mm. and certainly something that, that we'd like to see increase, but what are your thoughts on how you're working to, to build your own talent in this and, and what really the industry needs to, to look at? Oh, my favorite topic. <laughs> this is definitely my favorite topic. So I, I think that there's so much more work that we have to do in order to prepare students that have um, applied to degree programs that really put them in this space. I have attempted to work with organizations like universities um, within the Detroit market to sit on their advisory boards to help them devise um, curriculums that really are going to be operational quick. So when that person gets out of school, let's teach them what they really need to know to hit the ground running. And so we've had some really great successes with helping develop those programs for University Trade Mercy as well as Walsh College here um, within our market. I think that... um, we struggle when it comes to the talent gap that we see within security. It's nothing that's specific to Henry Ford or to the Detroit area. Um, this is really a national crisis from my um, perspective. Um, when we look at some of the data that tells us by 2020 we're going to have about 1.5 million security-related roles that will be unfilled, we have to figure out a way to fill those 1.5 million jobs across the world Um, And and how are we doing that? And I think that we have to do a couple different things. I think that we have to expose um, children as well as women and minorities to um, STEM careers much earlier and STEM disciplines much earlier than what we're doing. Um, And it's bigger than just giving your kid an iPad and sitting them on the couch. I'm talking really exposing them to the world of coding or to the world of technology long before we give them just an iPad to watch a movie on. It's a little bit deeper than that. Also, we have to be a little bit more creative. When I look at some of the streams of individuals that have come into our team, they haven't been fully skilled in the things that we really want them to be skilled in technically, but we taught them those things. So our philosophy has always, if we can find someone who is ambitious, who has a, a genuine interest, who is interested in supporting our patients, who loves the mission of Henry Ford Health System, 
we will give them a chance and we will train them <laughs> in the things that we need them to know in order for them to be a security, privacy, identity, or risk specialist. And so that's the approach that we have taken to um, kind of close that gap a little bit. Um, but I think that as we start to look at the higher level of talent that we need, because, again, the longer you stay in this field, the more skills are needed, that's where we are, are going to be continuously challenged. I think that there's a, a pay inequity that happens in this space where we're not always able to pay what um, some of these really high-profile and high, highly skilled jobs require in order for us to retain them for the market. Again, not specific to Henry Ford, everyone is having this issue. So, so I think that you have to be creative. We've attempted to be creative, whether we're training people from the ground up or as we call them the green beans and we bring the greenies in and we try to train them up or whether we do some, some advocacy in the um, educational arena to see if we can increase the level of students coming out of these programs that we could tap for internships or for entry-level roles within our team. Diversity also is a huge thing for me. I, with Mary Alice being a woman leader, myself being an African-American woman leader, I really appreciate the diversity that we have amongst our team um, at this point, which I think is very, very much supported by Mary Alice and very much supported by Henry Ford Health System. And I think that making sure that we have a diverse workforce really helps us become the best that we can be um, and using everyone's talents and experiences and all of that um, to be able to solve problems for our organization. So I think that there's more work that the industry can do even in that space. We have to entertain women more. We have to entertain minorities more. And we have to show that this is just not a male-dominated field. And the way that we do that is introducing girls to this much earlier than what we typically introduce them to things like this. Yeah. yeah, Kate, both Meredith and I have been heavily involved in STEM development across multiple different organizations, and it is now becoming almost the footprint of development across many, many corporations that didn't really think about it before. But as women have evolved in the industry, uh, whether it is technology, science, math, or uh, even the evolution of innovation, we need to do more. And now we are developing cohorts of organizations that are looking for the same kinds of things. So I think that we are finally gaining some traction, but we need to be able to bring individuals into this line of work because we are, as Meredith was describing, we're competing with the automotives in this area, with Microsoft, with the banking industry, who can pay significantly more for talent. So are we going to be the uh, development bid for inward, upward mobility, or will they be uh, upward and outward transient members of the workforce? If we don't create that pipeline to the evolution of those that become thirsty for learning and uh, challenged by the kind of work that healthcare invites, we aren't going to make traction in that area. I'd like to get just final thoughts maybe on the leader's evolving role in insecurity and really the importance of all leaders, but especially the CIO and CISO, to be in lockstep when it comes to this. They must be in lockstep, you know, whether they are in a direct reporting line or whether they're in complementary reporting lines. The synergy that needs to be created and maintained between what a CIO's responsibilities are to an organization and those of the chief privacy and security officer, 
they're they're really very much aligned. So if we separate them out and think differently about our joint goals and objectives, neither one of us will succeed. I have truly been privileged to work with Meredith and develop the program that she has grounded here as an opportunity for giving evidence to the fact that this can work, it does work, and that the growth that we've had and been able to sustain is a, a positive product of that outcome. When we think back to the evolution of HIPAA hitting the healthcare environment with privacy in 2003 and uh, security in 2005 as the regulations and uh, format of the rules came out, we we were very separate because there were there there wasn't alignment and it threw so many healthcare organizations into somewhat of a chaos state because they didn't know how to manage the relationships, let alone manage the responsibilities. But I think over time we've realized that we needed to create some practicability out of the the rule and understand what we could do and what we should do together to unite to make that more organic to an organization's culture. I absolutely agree, Mary Alice. I, I liken our relationship to like the superheroes, like you have to have that united <laughs> sure. front. Um, we all have different powers, if you will, but I think that when you look at the complements across the whole team, um, we bring all of our superpowers together to really support the organization and protect it. And the work that we do in our space would be much more difficult if the relationship between the CIO and the CISO was not um, a good relationship, which I'm going to be honest, I'm talking to some of my colleagues, they are challenged with that um, to the point where they're like, can we come and work for you because your CIO gets it. And so I think that there's there's a a lot more work that some of the CIOs may have to do to not see their CISOs as barriers or to see their CISOs as um, the the opposing party or the the enemy. I think that Mary Alice has offered, again, an environment where um, we can all collectively as our leadership team um, bring our, our own power to the table and we all have something different and I think it all complements our entire environment um, regardless of whether we're speaking about a specific application or the infrastructure or we're talking about security. So I think that relationship is key and I think it's critical. I think that there are other reporting relationships that people have chosen to go with in terms of structure. Some of them have worked, some of them have not, but I have seen um, nothing but positiveness coming from the way that we've chosen to do things at Henry Ford. And again, it has a lot to do with the the relationships that we have between our our two functions, if you will. Right. Well, I think that this is going to be really um, interesting for for our readers and listeners, and it's been really uh, fascinating for me, too, to hear about just the really unique approach that your organization has taken. And um, Mm -hmm. I want to thank you so much for the time. Thank you. We appreciate it. It's been a pleasure for us as well. Thank you. Sure, sure thing. And um, I'll be in touch soon. But thanks again and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.